have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. We all have our own dirty little secrets, don't we? Well, here to share their secrets with us today are two very unique individuals, making up one hell of a unique couple, Taylor Lay and Gabriel Mann. I've brought these two sexy folks onto my show to talk about some of the secrets they've revealed in their new book, Sixperience. This memoir offers an unfiltered look into the erotic worlds of swinging, escorting, and adult films, and how their committed, successful, and loving marriage thrives on and in these extremes. So Taylor and Gabe are going to tell me about their journey from toy love affair to making porn, and we'll be covering a lot of other very sexy topics together, including the details of what it's like within the swinging lifestyle, their relationship dynamic with Taylor being a hot wife, what their status as a provider couple means for their marriage, and their tips for what makes for a very successful swinging relationship. But before we start our chat with Taylor and Gabe, I want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you'll get access to the world's largest lifestyle dating platform of over 1 million active members. Use my special promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. So let me introduce our guests. They are both successful entrepreneurs with higher education degrees. Taylor is also a burgeoning mainstream model and adult film actress. Gabe is a former special ops soldier currently finding his creative release in writing and art. And these two describe themselves as America's premier provider couple, who's also the couple next door. What a combination. Welcome to my show, Taylor and Gabe. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Lexi. What's going on? We're excited to be here. Lexi Haight was like the best fucking introduction ever. Oh. I'll cut you a check after the show. (laughs) It is very easy to do such a great introduction because there's so much going on with you two. Uh, You are one hell of a couple. I mean that. Um, I read this book that you guys have, Sixperience, and I'm quite impressed. And I have so many questions for you. When we have so many answers for you. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, this is already turning out swimmingly. (laughs) So tell me first, because this is quite an in-depth book, and I really did take the time to, uh, you know, go over all of the different aspects of, you know, uh, your marriage, uh, your your relationship, your integration with the swinging lifestyle, you know, every, even just like, you know, um, regular sexual fantasies, or maybe not so regular sexual fantasies, and, and exploring those. So why did you both decide to share your story with the world? It's just a fabulous story. You know, it's really, it's sexy, it's scandalous, it's got all those elements. But beyond that, we, we feel very strongly that uh, the lifestyle, um, hot wifing, but the lifestyle in general, um, that it's about time that it has recognition. Uh, it's about time that the subject is talked about in mainstream. Um, and it's about time people realize that this isn't some uh, dirty secret that, that couples have. It's actually a, an enhancing feature of relationships. 
uh, and then more of us stay together longer and are happier than anybody else. And so it's, it's about time to have that argument and bring it out of the closet. And, and that's kind of why we, we went full throttle last year and, and uh, pushed to get it published. Right, Taylor? Yes. And I would also add, um, it's, a, it's a love story at the core, uh, but it also deals with a lot of important topics that swingers go through you know that whole how do you get started I don't know you know and so because there's not a lot out there to you know that's really representative of of the journey that you may go through and everybody's journey is unique and uh, everybody likes to share it you know we love hearing other stories too but it really takes a certain type of relationship um, to to maneuver through you know that path so um, we're, so we're happy to share it Oh, that's great. And you're right there. It really does take a certain kind of relationship to be able to navigate the swinging lifestyle in this way um, and in a healthy way. Uh, That's great for everybody who's involved. And I know we're going to cover that in a little bit more depth later because those components that you talk about um, in your book are very universal um, in the sense that they're very basic and they're things that all couples who are looking to explore the swinging lifestyle should have as a foundation for uh, in their own relationships. So, right. What do you mean when you say experience? Now, that is the title of your book. And I know that you mention uh, that also in the book, like about, you know, what it is that means to you. So can you give us a bit of insight into that? Oh, it's just, I told her I was going to pull some Dick Vitale tonight. I said, oh, it's just the whole experience, baby. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's, it's holistic, you know, like, so in the, it's, this started out in the, in the provider side, uh, this word, um, and and it began with our old brand. We were hot wife experience. That was all one word. And so we, we, we're, we're going to write a second book about this called Exposed with three X's too, uh, about uh, being outed. But, um, but when we did that, we, we went through a period of transition and we rebranded ourselves and we wanted to bring as much uh, as we could from the old, you know, those, those catchy things that caught on and the whole experience thing was one of them. So we said, well, what do we, what, what sets us apart? What is it we're offering that nobody else does? And so we define that as a sex experience. And, and it's kind of like a, uh, it's an invitation into, into our bedroom. It's a, it's a, um, it's a look into our real lives. You know, we are real. You can pinch us and touch us and, you know, we might not scream too loud. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and we wear wedding rings and, and we, we fucking fight like normal people. Okay, we had a fight coming back from, you know, this, uh, this uh, network, networking thing that we were doing today, you know, in the car. We had a little squabble. And we do that all the time. And we're real. And, and so that sets us apart, too. And, and we offer people an environment where they can see the whole swinger world and understand what it's really about. You know, and we write about a lot of that in the book, and I'm sure you got a few more questions of that. But so, so it's more of a holistic experience. It's not a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am thing. It's, you know, it's deeper than that. And there's the people that get it and that that's what they want and, uh, and they're curious. And then there's the people that now we're just wham, bam, thank you, man. We'll move on. <laughs> but now, now sex experience has come to mean for us kind of everything that's new that, or that's fun that we go through together that involves sex. So we had a sex experience last night. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. I have another one tonight. 
hope so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I really love the dynamic that you both have going on. And I think it's really amazing because uh, the way this all started out, um, the way you, you both met each other, uh, the, you know, um, it gave you, def- you described being married uh, when you first met Taylor and um, unhappily married, I should say. And I, I mean, this is a super taboo topic. We're talking about cheating here. And that is like, yeah. And I mean, to start off, you know, a relationship under those um, circumstances and then define like your person, um, or as you would say, like that kind of girl, um, that is very unique. So (laughs) let's let, let me, you know, ask you straight off the bat, why did you cheat on your wife? And why do you think people tend to cheat on their partners? Uh, You're not, you're not happy. And it's, I think it's two things. I think it's, you're not happy. And and you don't really love that person. It's, it's a combination of those two things. And it could be, you know, it could be on a sliding scale of happiness to, 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 uh, not loving, but I think those two things, you know, and, and when you say not love, it doesn't mean that, you know, treat the other person like shit, but you know, you, you read my story. It wasn't the way it was. It was just, you don't do those little things for each other. You don't, you don't feed fucking compliment every day. You don't, you don't take the time. You don't put that other person first. And, you know, when you do that consistently, that, sh- that behavior does not go unnoticed by the other partner. You know, somebody takes you for granted. Somebody, that's, that's the kind of shit. And, and you know, <clears throat> um, we'd gone over um, a couple of things before we got on the podcast. And I, I thought I was going to tackle this, que- this kind of question one way. But, um, but I've got a message for, for ladies out there, for married ladies out there. You know, when, when your guy's begging you for sex, he's not just begging you because he's horny. He's begging you because men have an emotional connection to that physical act too, mm-hmm. you know, and that is, that is a man's way for the most part of getting closer to his woman. Mm-hmm. And so when that woman is denying that over and over and over, it's not just, I need more sex. It's, I need more comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, I need more intimacy or into me, I see, you know, <laughs> um, I need more of that, you know? And so and we, we know now because now we're on the inside and we're hearing these stories and we, we see what these people are going through, you know, and that's kind of the cool thing that's in the book too, that we want to shed a light on this kind of stuff because it's an endemic problem, you know, in, in marriages and committed relationships. People aren't happy and, and you're not happy for a reason, you know, and, but don't be pestered by the dude asking you for sex all the time. <laughs> be flattered, you give know, be flattered and, and give it up and, and take full advantage of that, man. You can control the world. And if there's a know? reason why you're not, you need to talk about that. You need to tell them, I feel this way because blah, 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 you know, and I think it's, it's that communication part that it's not there, unfortunately. Yeah. And that, and you're right about that, that communication, which I mean, I I talk about this, I think pretty much every episode of my podcast in one way or another is that um, communication is central to every healthy relationship, good communication. Um, You know, like if, if one, if one partner, um, you know, regardless of who it is, is asking for more sex or is looking for that intimacy and is not getting it from their partner, there could be a lot of different factors um, that are causing that partner to not, uh, the other partner to not uh, necessarily want to engage in sex. But if you don't talk about that with your partner, you're not going to get anywhere. And everyone just, it just breathes resentment, Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Gabe, you mentioned that you wish that you'd met someone like Taylor earlier on in your life. So, you know, I I feel like we're, you know, we're talking about communication and like you're talking about, you know, uh, about your your beliefs about sexuality and about marriage and what you think a good relationship looks like to you. How early on when you're dating someone new, should you start talking about those kinds of things? 
well, I want to say that if, if it would be nice in fantasy world to have met my wife 20 years ago um, or earlier, but in reality world, everything happens for a reason and there's, there's timing and, you know, that window opened itself and, and I seized on it um, when it happened. But the reality is that that window never would have been there if, if we had had anything different happen in our lives that didn't put us in the same place at the same time on the same day. Mm-hmm. So um, there's that. But, um, but it, as far as a relationship goes, um, you know, I, I think, and I kind of talk about this in the book and a progression of a, a traditional Victorian style dating relationship um, that is still the, the prevalence today in our society, right? Um, that, you know, you meet for a date and you don't show up looking like a slob, you put your best foot forward. Right. Because right? you want to impress that person, right? And that's, that's natural, right? I want to, I, I still do. I still, you know, I don't do certain things in front of, front of Taylor, you know, and we go out on a date. I want to look really nice, you know, be the best dressed guy in the room. I try to impress the shit out of her, you know, but, <laughs> but you're doing that in, in the beginning and, you know, you kind of think you like a person, so you don't want to disclose some of those things that cause yeah. them to run for the hills maybe, you know, but at the point where I think you're, you're either having sex for, for or on or about the first time, or you're talking about having sex on or about the first time. And to that, if you, if that means commitment to you of some kind, um, then that's a good, that's a good place to go. You know what? We probably shouldn't leave this point without, telling each other everything there is to know, you know, cause I think I like you mm-hmm. and the farther I go, the, the more of a wall I'm going to put up cause the more I'm going to try to impress you and the harder it is to break through that wall, you know? So to me, I would think that would be about the right time. And for us, it was different because of the nature of what we were doing, having an affair and fuck buddies. And it just, you know, like I'm going to tell her, I don't give a shit. She hangs up, you know, never even seen her before. So (laughs) we haven't had sex, you know, what am I got to lose? Right. So, yeah. So it was really easy for us, which was kind of cool too. And I think that was also destined to be. Yeah. (laughs) I would say that it's never too late if you love your partner to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes a lot of risk and all that, but, um, but I, it, people aren't talking about it. We're not taught to talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. sex is dirty. It has this negative stigma, you know, it's something you do, but people don't talk about it. And, and even, uh, now today we have, uh, what's Tinder or whatever it's called, where you just swipe through the dudes <laughs> and all that. And then we're breaking up with people via text. I'm like, man, are we going backwards? Yes. You know? It's where's the where's the communication here? Not not the uh, written kind. So <laughs> absolutely, no, you're right. I mean, you can you can start you know having these conversations as early as like when you first start dating someone. But if you ha- are already in a committed relationship, you can uh, there's there is no specific perfect time to have that conversation. You could have that conversation any time, um, but it is important to have those kinds of conversations and to let your partner know what it is that you, it you want. It's always a challenge, no matter how long you've been with your. partner. Partner, you you know your fantasies might evolve. There are always new things that you might want to try. It's always good to have those lines of communication open, so you can have that open dialogue anytime you want to actually talk about something. Now, Taylor, you talked about some of the extra challenges that women have to overcome when it comes to sexuality. Can you be a bit more specific about that? Because I mean, like I know, <laughs> and I've I've spoken about this on several different occasions, but I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Oh, you bet, Lexi. Well, um, 
I think it starts with what I was saying before that sex has a stigma and we need to keep things undercover and we don't talk about them. So we have all these body parts and things going on with them, which men do as well. But uh, we're also the ones that um, can carry a baby and we, we just have some real special things going on with our body, but we're not taught about them. And mm -hmm. The one thing that is also missing in sex ed these days is, well, education. I don't know why they call it sex ed, but it's, it's also, they teach you the body parts, but you're not learning the emotional side to it and how you're going to feel afterwards. And I don't really think that, I, I guess I'll speak for myself, but I didn't feel I was able to talk to anybody about it. And, and so it's scary doing those things on your own, but you don't realize later then that those are times that you're supposed to talk to somebody. You're supposed to talk to your part, a trusted person, talk to your partner. So now we have these men that are just, you know, full of testosterone, especially, you know, 16 to 19. And my husband, it's never going to end. And I love it. <laughs> I like to think I'm a part of that, <laughs> but, um, so they're all charged, and they're thinking about one thing. Well, what do we as women? We yeah, we're more <laughs> emotional. So we're like, what is that gross? What, huh? You know, like that's all he thinks about. Well, ladies, it is. I'm not gonna lie. There's, they're all they're very simple creatures. We're very complex. If you know how to, I don't want to say deal with them, but f fulfill their needs. Um, you need to talk to them. Okay, it's like, here's a box of rocks, just start talking to it, you know, and they're going to be receptive. The good guys are going to be receptive to that. But, but I, I always felt like I wasn't able to, to talk to another man about my feelings, you know, and that's at the base of intimacy. You know, that's where you should start. You got to be there first. And then everything's going to come after that, I guess. But um, so as far, are you laughing? I am, because if you're going to call me a box of rocks, at least you can take your shirt off while you're <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> you know I don't mind. You're not. No, I don't mean it like that. Because I, I'll tell you what, I can't live without men, especially my husband. We we need men in this world. And my man protects me. He takes care of me. He does things for me every day um, that let me know that he loves me. And so we've... Right, we've, I just bought you flowers. We've progressed. Yeah, yeah and they're pretty, though, too. We're talking hydrangeas, spider moms, not like run-of-the-mill, although daisies are my favorite. And do you know why I bought you flowers? No, tell me, baby, because why. Because it had been too long since the last time I bought you. Yes. So those little <laughs> things you need to, you know, do to keep it going, but it's, there's no, there's no communication because we're not educated enough. It's a big deal. You know, I mean, I swear that if there was more education at the right age um, about the whole, I don't want to say experience, but process, not just here's the penis, here's the vagina, put it in. I mean, that's how, what they tell me to do when I do porn, okay? That's not what our kids <laughs> it should is be learning. Actually. It's exactly what put the penis in the mouth. It puts the penis in the mouth. It puts you know? the lotion in the basket. Well, yeah. <laughs> so um, then the divorce rate would go down. 
then you would wait for that partner. You wouldn't feel, oh my God, my dick's hard. I'm in love. You know, oh, he bought me flowers. I'm in love. And I'm not saying that, honey. But, you know, guys do, we all do a lot of shit till we get married and then it just drops off because we don't have to anymore. Not and, us, baby. No, absolutely not. So, yeah, not we us. we are we are challenged a lot more, I think. So, but being a mother is um, is a very, very special, amazing thing, I think, as far as being a woman. But, and I digress. <laughs> well, I, I really do agree on the, you know, on a lot of what you're saying, and especially that lack of education that uh, we have access to when we're younger. Um, I know most of us can't really um, remember a time where we had a conversation with our family, uh, with our parents about sex, uh, or even an older sibling, uh, some, you know, barring like that, uh, that option. Some of us didn't have that option. I was the older sibling. You guys said that, you know, one of the reasons you wanted to write this book is to have that resource uh, for people to be able to look back at um, and say, wow, okay, now I understand a little bit more about the swinging lifestyle. Now I understand a little bit more about, uh, you know, the ins and outs of relationships and what makes a good one, right? Um, a lot of people are still looking for that information, even if it, they are in a relationship or even if they are already within the swinging lifestyle. And, you know, a great place to do that, uh, just like for starters, like, you know, shameless plug here is, you know, SDC.com because like we're talking about is, you know, we are, we're looking for adult sex education and it never ends uh your education the educational process doesn't end it's it you know everything changes your you know your like i said your fantasies might change your relationships might change um i just think it's important to always have that information so let's talk a little bit more (laughs) about you know um that communication we're talking about uh how important that is and we're talking about you know within a couple how it is a possibility to share your sexual fantasies with your partner, especially when you don't know how receptive they're going to be. So tell me a little bit about your experience, because I know even you guys, when you first started talking based on what you, you know, you're writing your book, there was a little bit of trepidation in wanting to share your sexual fantasies. The desire was there, but there was that fear there as well. So tell me a little bit about how you guys kind of overcame that to sort of embrace um, those conversations with each other and how maybe other couples can sort of take that an example from what you're saying. Oh, and and, and it goes so much farther and deeper than anything that that we described in the book. Oh, I believe it. We, yeah. we took, we took the, I mean, she's told me several times she's prompted me. Let me say that she's prompted me several times that, uh, I had started a book simp- that was, that was just about our, our love affair hmm. before we even got into swinging. I'd started this and, um, and she's prompted me several times since then. She's like, you know, I've still got all the emails. And our emails back and forth, our correspondence back and forth to each other was, was inexplicably tantric. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, it was old school, you know, cat and mouse. It was, you know, in, in doing so, we engaged each other intellectually. We engaged each other emotionally without, and we did this for a month without ever engaging each other physically. And, and then we kept it up because the course, the written correspondence side was so, it was so erotic to us and it was such a a part of when you have a chance to, to, to write something about somebody and you have a few minutes to think about it and what do I want to say to them and how do I want them to respond? 
you know, it's different than talking in person. So there was this whole intellectual romantic side that was going on. Old that. school love notes. Oh God. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and fortunately we stood up, still do have them. And I read, um, I read like two or three of them today, just this morning, because I was actually looking for another video of Aww. you to put on OnlyFans. <laughs> I, I ran across a bunch of these and so I started reading them. I'm like, damn, we were hot. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, and no we dick so pics either. It was like maybe boobs or him in a towel. Like we never sent the raunchy shit. We just kind of took it slow and waited for it. I mean, Granted, were we in the middle of a you know affair? Yeah, so there's only so much we could do. But well, but so sharing, sharing fantasies with each other, um, you know, we we did it because it was very early on, and we were just fuck buddies, and it was one of those. It was just horny thing to do, you know. Um, one night on the phone, it was actually our very first phone conversation ever. Um, and so you know, and, and we could both bear our souls because it wasn't. You know, who gives a shit? If if he hangs up on me, I don't care. If she hangs up on me, I don't care. But we didn't hang up on each other. No. <laughs> but then we just, we kept it going with that written correspondence. So how can couples do that? I mean, if you're no. down the road and you, you know, well, you, what? There's what you, a fear of rejection. Mm, you know, yeah, yeah. when you throw that out there, you're really vulnerable to what that other person is going to say. You need to be prepared for whatever they have to say and know that, if that isn't a discussion you can have with them and that's something you want, it, it, it's not going to work because you're going to be thinking about it for the rest of your life and it's always going to be on your mind and you're not able to share that with your partner. So I think the, the difficulty is in that fear of rejection and throwing it out there, you know, but I, I say, what the hell? I mean, you might as well do it now because what's the point of being married for the rest of your life to somebody you can't talk to? Like, well, there's ahead. there's all kinds of creative ways to engage, you know, your significant other, and you don't have to, you know, sit down at the table with a cup of coffee and say, "I'd like to bear my soul and tell you all my fantasies." <laughs> wow, well, that's probably not the way to go to go about it, but yeah, you know, it, I think, you know, I think <laughs> that, that you know, I mean, and, and I can't solve this problem for every freaking couple in the world, you know, but. Get creative about it. There are ways, you know, play games with each other. I mean, you know, it, remember that that, especially for, for married and really committed couples that you've, you've dedicated your life to this other person. I mean, you are, you're with that person for a reason and they're with you for a reason. So, you know, maybe you start back there and, and, um, and saying so, I think it's, it's important to note that this stuff doesn't happen overnight either it doesn't happen after one conversation it's a process mm. you know i mean i didn't meet taylor and a month later we were escorting together and she's shooting porn no that's not the way that shit works you know um we're together years and years and years and years and things just develop and grow but the key is that open communication lexi is that you know you gotta marry your best said, friend you know, and i tell you what i'm gonna say, i'm gonna say everything to you and if you don't like me for who i am after i say it then you don't love me mm -hmm. okay and i gotta i gotta go through those branches in my mind what am i gonna do if you know but um but you know what if you tell me the same kind of things and i don't i, I take a, a bad reaction to it then i don't love you either so you know how much is your relationship worth to you 
Yeah. Is it and happy? Is it worth trying to be happy? Is it worth trying to make that other person happy? Or are you just content with being content and just walk through life as a zombie, you know? Well, I mean, that's, I, there are lots of people who are in marriages right now who are content, but could be happier if they were maybe a little bit more open about the things that they are actually wanting in their relationship. And something you guys mentioned before, and you're kind of toying with this, is that whole feeling of, you know, when you are first dating someone, you first start a relationship with someone, you're trying harder. You're going out, you're, de you're decking yourself out for all the dates, you know, you're really spending that time on yourself, you're, you know, putting your best foot forward, you know, you're doing, you're showing your love in little ways, you're putting in that effort. And over time in longer term relationships, that kind of effort sort of diminishes as you sort of get a little bit lost in the complacency of day to day life, especially if you have kids involved, right? Um, but feeling that kind of excitement is is a little bit harder to do when you are locked into that kind of pattern. Um, so getting out of that and then also, you know, sharing those fantasies are a little bit not um, not so common, not everyday things, um, that can help stimulate some of that passion again. Absolutely. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> you don't have to be swingers. You just, as long as you're talking, I'll, what I've learned um, and I don't have any scientific information of evidence to back this up, but swingers tend to um, need a little, is over a, bit, a little bit more of an adrenaline <laughs> rush. You know, we live on this, uh, not a high, but um, we it, being a swinger is an uh, adrenaline rush. Bringing an escort is an even uh, bigger adrenaline rush. This is absolutely, this is 100% true. Porn is off the chart. It's but, 100% you know, true. So, and if, if it's a rush, it, you don't need to swing to, you just need to do what's right with you and be able to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. What gives you your rush as a couple? What's your rush? And now and everybody's rush is going to be our rush. You know, in fact, few people's are. Yeah. So, but, but there's a big, right rush for everybody. Plate of there's, spaghetti, man, it's a compromise for two people. So, you know, that's you got to be in the middle and, and that's your rush. You know, what is it? Yeah. Point is you can get there, you know? You can get there. I can't tell you how to get there because, shit, man, how many couples are there in the world? Yeah. No, I can't tell you how to get there, but I, know, I can tell you you can get there. I know. I know because I got there, man. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and you were right. Like every couple is different. You know, everybody, uh, you know, the dynamics are different. The two individuals making up the couple are different. And, you know, what works for one couple doesn't always work for another. But, you know, there are lots of different ways to find a rush. And I mean, for me personally, um, you know, at being a part of the consensually non-monogamous community and you guys as well, that is a completely different rush than a lot of people are used to. Right. So uh -huh. let's talk a bit about swinging now because you mentioned it. I mean, <laughs> let's talk about it. It's your idea. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, what the swinging lifestyle is actually all about for people who don't know anything about it. And I know a lot of people who are listening right now are, you know, um, coming from SDC.com or are already members of SDC. Um, like I mentioned before, we are the world's largest lifestyle dating platform. But for those who are not coming from SDC, who don't know what it, swinging is all about, how would you guys describe the lifestyle? Let me go first and you can enter in. Yeah, um, go for it. I'm going to say that, that what it's not is a fix for a relationship. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not, uh, we're in a rut. We need to get out of it. Let's try this. It's not, it is, it is not that at all. 
100% not that. And I will go back to, I think I said it before in the podcast, Lexi, that, that couples in the lifestyle have longer lasting relationships and they have happier relationships than couples who aren't. And it's because we can talk, trust and communication. That's the key mm-hmm. to, to anything to do with a lifestyle. And, and so it's not a fix for a relationship. It's an enhancement for a relationship. That's my take on it. And that's what I would tell somebody. What would you say? Yeah, well, I start, I start with the whole, I'm more of an advocate because I get kind of, uh, what are, I get put on the spots. When these questions are asked, you get, actually, here you go. We're standing outside in naughty, we're at Nin, naughty in New Orleans, and all these people want to know, what do these people with these purple badges have? Like, what's going on in there? So you can choose to educate or you can choose to just keep walking and ignore it, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, for a couple of them, I thought, and if there was a younger, they are maybe late 20s, I think. Yeah, they were young. Two couples. couples and what's going Probably on? And Oh, my ago. God, they were just fascinated. So, um, so I do always use the terms um, consensual non-monogamy because that um, – uh, consensual piece, I think, is very important to the swinging lifestyle. I use sexual freedom. Mm-hmm. That's another word that I'll use um, to, you know, what is what is. I am so, sexually enlightened. Yeah, that? that too. <laughs> Empowered, man. It, so we are two couples that, because, I mean, let's face it, the non-swingers that aren't educated and like to judge, which in our books experience, we talk all about that too. They, it's a big, it's a big fat orgy. Everybody's fucking and doing drugs and drinking and oh, it's all kinds of debauchery. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because it's exactly not what it is. Because like we were talking about, it takes a special couple. You have to have that trusted communication. So as far as I'm concerned, we're already links ahead you know, I'm not going to hate on the people that aren't swingers. Of course not. But if you judge me for what I do, you have no idea. Then my relationship is much stronger and happier than yours is. I can guarantee because if you find out what swinging is, and you don't want to do it. Then don't. It's okay. You just pick my ass out. You know, today, so. I, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but the, I think those are the basics. You know, I really do try to educate and I, I don't, like like Gabe said, you have to take it slow. You have to talk a lot before you do anything. You have to figure out what's right for you. Um, you have to read our book um, and <laughs> and then go from there. And because um, hopefully it'll give you the tools to to do it. But I just I I do have a little um, little sore. You know, Taylor's a little salty because I think that there's other communities that have to do with sex and sexual preferences that get more attention. And, and I don't think that the lifestyle community, the non-monogamy community really does, you know, consensual non-monogamy. But, and um, so why is that? I don't know because nobody's educated. So, and, and that's, that's why we wrote the book. That's why we're talking to you. That's why SDC does what it does. So 
Yeah. And it's all about those negative stigmas that we're talking about, right? You talk about consensual non-monogamy and anything that is like aside from the norm of, let's say, traditional monogamy is going to be, you know, interpreted in a particular way by people who don't understand what it's really like inside of the lifestyle. So they will judge. They don't really know. They think, yeah, everything's an orgy. Every, you know, it's all about sex. And we know because we're in it, it isn't all about sex. For me, it is about that freedom like you were talking about. It is about connecting with other people and open-minded people who already at the base are open to talking about their experiences, open to talking about their relationships and sexuality. It is a great community of very, very cool people. Um, And it is not all about sex. I have tons of friends within the lifestyle who um, are just there uh, to be among other people who are open-minded. And then if they want to experiment with their partner in front of other people or watch other people do other things, they can do that. It's an option. It's not an obligation. So just by being in the community, it doesn't mean that you have to be like a perv. You could be. I'm a perv. Cool. But it's not everyone's back. So you just admitted to being a perv. You've read, you've read the book. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Categorize me. One, two, three, go. Am I a perv? One, two, three, go. Are you a perv? Oh, big time. You guys are both pervs. That's why you're here. That's why we're having this conversation. (laughs) You know, takes the perv to know a perv. And I mean, like there are different levels of perversion, right? And I say perv because I'm coming from a place of kind of, uh, like you would say, sexual enlightenment in the sense of I'm very open-minded. There's nothing anybody could tell me about their sexual preferences or orientations that is going to shock me, okay? I love hearing it. Sure, go ahead. Try your best. I love it. Um, That's great. Entertain me. Um, But what I love is that non-judgmental aspect that I um, seek out in other people within the lifestyle. And that non-judgmental aspect is just non-existent for a lot of people who are in that traditionally monogamous community. And the problem with that is, like I said, they look in on us, they kind of frown upon what it is that we do. And that's why the lifestyle doesn't ever really get the recognition that it deserves, in my opinion. I want to add something, Lexi. Please. um, As far as the whole pervert thing, one of the other myths is that, you know, um, the guys are all touchy feely, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The thing is you don't do anything unless you have consent and you know, it's, it's a, I don't know how to say it, not equality, but you know, it, it is, it is that consensual thing. And there are like the real perverts out there and they're not allowed in newer groups. You know, I mean, that's, that stuff is not tolerated whatsoever. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I, you know, I talked about this in an article um, in my interview with ASN Lifestyle Magazine recently about uh, that consensual aspect and how important it is in our community and how, because everybody in the non-monogamous, sorry, the consensually non-monogamous community is so well-versed in understanding what consent really is, those kinds of things, um, you know, when you're at a party, you can be having sex with your partner. No one's going to touch you unless they ask you permission first. And And that includes women or should include more women as well. Um, It is a very much um, a a, a culture of consent and saying no is totally fine. Uh, No one's going to judge you for saying no. If you're not into it, you say no, no problem. Okay, moving on to the next person. Well, and here's the thing. And this is something I tell people to do not ever do anything you don't want to. Mm. I mean, I think as swingers, we've all 
probably done one thing that so we look true. back and go, oh my God, I just didn't have fun. I did it because maybe I thought you thought this or whatever, you know, and that's where the communication piece comes in. And, um, and just don't, if you're uncomfortable with the situation or something's going on, you're like, what's up? What? Stop, talk, whatever. Nobody's going to freak out. No. You know, I really feel like, you know, nobody wants to do something to somebody that they don't want to do. I mean, come on now. <laughs> so I, that's an important piece as well that takes, um, takes education and um, it, it, it takes some work and it, it swinging is a, it's a trial and error. It's a learn on the job. It's a, you know, it, and it's an amazing thing at the same time. You know, you know what swinging, you know what swinging is for couples? It is the PhD level of marriage. Hmm. So, or a relationship. So if, you know, you, you can't, you can't get to that level unless you've gone through all the other levels. <laughs> so having a solid relationship is absolutely key to even thinking about engaging your partner with the conversation of swinging. So, so yeah. what for you makes up, um, what for you, okay, you talk about this in your book, what are the foundational elements that, you know, a couple would need to get to that PhD level? Well, both of you have to be able to feel like you can tell the other person anything and not be judged harshly for that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, I think, I believe, I think, I don't know if there's any scientific evidence behind this, but I believe that the reason why you wouldn't tell a significant other something is because you're afraid of the reaction. Whatever that reaction would be, anger, judgment, scorn, belittlement, whatever that is, you're afraid of it, so you withhold that. Why would I not tell Taylor something? Why in the world would I not tell her something? Well, there's it, has, some stuff I it, it would know, be with the reaction. I don't, we're talking about trust, right? So, so that, there's the trust that the other person won't judge you. There's, there's trusting that they're going to, that they're going to entrust you with the same amount of trust too. So that they're going to reciprocate at some point and they're going to share with you what you've, the kind of information you've shared with them, you know, so you can be on the same level of, of trust. So, you know, I want to know if I open up this closet to you, I'd like to know that you're opening up one of your closets to me as well, you know, and that you're just not getting a bunch of, uh, of uh, dirt on me without sharing anything about you, you know, and then, and then trust means that when you have that, that you can talk. And so you use the opportunity to talk about anything and everything all the time, you know, and those two, those two elements, trust and communication, that's absolutely necessary just to have a happy relationship period yes. with another human being, Yeah, let alone swing, which is exactly what you have to do to be able to enter and, and maintain a relationship and a lifestyle. And I'm going to back, back up a little bit. Uh, so I had some personal, or I had some issues that I was able to conquer with my husband, but I was not able to have a healthy relationship until that happened. And so I went through my life um, having some incidents of molestation, um, abortions, things that are, are hard. They have everything to do with sex. And 
And yeah, I was not, I was grown, I was brought up, you aren't supposed to talk about these things, put them in the closet. Cause when I did, I got squashed every time. So we ball it up. And, um, like, like I say in the book, I, it was, it was like a rucksack on my back. It was like carrying something around me constantly. It, every day I thought about the things that happened. Um, when I entered a, a relationship, it was okay. I'll just have sex with you and I'm good. You know, as long as we're having sex, we're fine. I don't have to deal with you on any other type of level. Um, so when I met Gabe, I'm like, wow, we're best friends. That means we tell each other everything. <laughs> so the rejection part comes right. Like, is he going to reject me? So I held on to those things for a while until I knew that, um, our relationship was till he was divorced. And, um, it, it was before that, that these things came out, but it took a long time to, um, really get through all of it. Cause I was so scared of him saying, you know, Oh, you're used goods, which is ironic because now when I'm used goods, he loves the shit out of that. <laughs> so it, it's a different type of thing. You know? <laughs> but, um, so if you, if you're, if you had some trauma happen to you, regardless of what that was, you need to be free of that um, prior to entering yourself into a, a different type of sexual relationship, you know, taking it to that other level. And like Gabe said, you, get, you have the trust and communication that's going to come out and you're going to be okay. But really, you need to heal and you need to really truly be okay with yourself before before you can give yourself to somebody else and some other people, <laughs> somebody else's, I guess. So, Thank you for sharing that. There are lots of people who are dealing with trauma um, from, you know, uh, from, from previous experiences and are having um, a hard time with maybe their relationships because of those issues with trust and issues with thinking about themselves in a particular way be, as a result of the trauma, among other things. Um, but you're so, so right about the healing first in order to be able to have a healthy relationship. Um, and it starts with having a healthy relationship with yourself. Um, that is obviously a huge challenge, but you're so right about that. And honestly, thank you very much for sharing that with us. Oh, I didn't mean to get all serious. No, it's like, true, but it's, it's so true, but it, it's true. I've been had a healthy relationship. So, you know, we were both on our second marriages, failed, you know, and, and I just wanted to do it right. I wasn't getting married to anybody else that, and I actually didn't realize that I was ready for a relationship, but I really wasn't, you know, cause those things needed to come out. So if you're with the right person, that'll happen. And, um, and I hope that everyone that's listening realizes if, if you do have any of those things going on, you got to talk about it. You got to get it off your chest and you have to, you know, know that you are an amazing person and um, that those things don't define you. You know, you choose what defines you, girlfriends and boyfriends. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you define yourselves in so many different ways, you know, reading the book and uh, Taylor, the last chapter that you basically go, you know, it's your turn to talk, right? Um, and you say some great things and, you know, you, um, you also define yourself as a hot wife. And I mean, firstly, that is like, yeah, I know, like, a lot of people hear that for the first time, like, so it's just like a wife who's like, sexy, like, okay, yeah, but also 
there's so much more to it. Um, so, yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about that aspect of your relationship. Well, we, we, I don't think we started out that way. You know, I, I mean, like we talked about before, everybody has their own journey. And so we had to go through and we still participate in a lot of the other activities that we do like BBC. I love BBC. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think anybody that knows me knows that, but we realized that there's what really turns us on is me going out on a date um, and then coming back to my husband and reconnecting. So um, there are different levels as far as you have the hot wife who it sounds like it's a very controlling position according to a lot of books. Um, it, I don't feel like I'm controlling anything. I feel like I'm horny. I'm a nympho and I like to have sex and I like to have sex with other men. I love attention from other men. Um, I, that gets me really horny and my husband loves to watch, but he also doesn't mind if I go out on a date with another man and come home and I mean, there's security measures in place and stuff. So like we talked about, it's not just people just go out and do stuff. You know, I would never let my husband go out with another woman that I didn't know where he was or what was going on. I just mm -hmm. think that that's stupid. But, um, so he always knows where I am and what's going on. It's, um, it's whatever agreement you have between each other that, makes each other comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, so we've had a lot of um, a, a lot of trial and error through this and finding out, no, that didn't work. No, you didn't call me, honey. I didn't know. So that's the reality of the situation. The sexy part of it is that um, I come home and it, it's very sexy to my husband and I get to reconnect with him afterwards and, and he – it's a, it's a huge turn on for him. So, um, I wouldn't just, you're not like a cuck, honey. I think there's, there's, like I said, there's different levels and we talk about it in our book, but, um, and there's no really cuckold or stag. It's, it's just me going out and doing my thing, getting my fulfillment there, but then also being able to share myself with my husband and know he loves me. And this is just the hottest thing that we've ever done at the moment, you know? So I don't, do you have something to say as well, sweetie? What turns you on turns me on, honey. <laughs> so, none of this works without the little things. And there's a whole chapter in the book of the little things. None of this shit works without the little things. Cause yeah. it's the little things to do for each other every day that, that show that other person that you're number one and, or that they're number one. and you know, and she, not a day goes by that I don't get a compliment of some kind. How handsome I am, how hot I am, you know, how good looking I am, how amazing I did this or that, you know, not a day goes by. And so, so it's easy for me not to be jealous because I know that, you know, whatever she's doing, she's just on loan. You know, I, <laughs> I own that ass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and because of that security that you both have in your relationship, yeah, exactly. you're able to go do these exactly. things. Well, it I don't is, have anything to be afraid of. And I, um, afraid of. I love being a hot wife and I'm really looking forward to, um, I, I'm, we're going to work with SDC at some capacity with the hot wife stuff. So if anybody has any questions or 
wants to learn more or that is coming because I, I love to talk about it and it, it is, it's a complex relationship. It, like I said, there's a lot of books out there. Look at Amazon. It's all trash. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it is, it, it's shit house lawyers, fantasy versus reality. Yeah. And it, you know, you bring it all together and it's one hot, Oh yeah, my God. You I'll know? tell you how it really is. I'll tell you how it fucking really is. Read the fucking book. I'll tell you. How <laughs> it really is, and I love it. It really is. But I hope to, you know, I'm, I'm hoping there's a lot of curiosities that what's that, what's going on? What's, you know, so, um, I, yeah, read the book, but, um, there's more to come. So I love, so to, I love to share. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, the art of sharing is what SDC <laughs> is all about, right? It's what the whole consensual non-monogamous community is all about. And I, I love that. And I mean, honestly, you know, your, your book really does go into a lot of detail. I mean, a lot of sexy detail as well for some, uh, in, in some chapters, um, yeah. But a lot of really great detail about um, your unique relationship and the different dynamics, the hot wifing dynamic, also, you know, the provider dynamic, um, which I think is very unique. I've never really read a book with all of these different aspects intertwined. What other advice would you have for couples who are looking to maybe start off a swinging relationship? Uh, I'll I'll take point number one. I'll turn it over to Taylor. I would say expect failure. Okay. Okay. Um, expect to not have things go the way you think they're going to go in your mind because even though we're a couple and we're going into a swinging event, there's certain little expectations that I have that I haven't probably said anything about. And so, um, so guard yourself on being disappointed when something doesn't happen. You know, we've got a great story from that, uh, from the first time we swing in the book and, uh, and it was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it ended up being a great a great point in our relationship where we could we could exercise that whole uh, element of communication uh, and get to a level where we understood what happened with each other. Um, but but I say expect to fail because if you don't do it the first time out, it's going to happen at some point. You're going to both enter into some event or activity that goes differently than you had in mind in a negative way and you're going to have to deal with that so be prepared to deal with it and if you can't deal with it you shouldn't be doing it Hmm. the way we we started um we chose to go to a hotel takeover because i thought i I didn't want to be exclusive with one couple i felt like that was too much pressure I'm like, well, if we go hang out with a bunch of people, then we can kind of just figure out what it's like and blend into the crowd and stuff like that. So um, I don't know what our goal was, but prior to almost everything we had, uh, we would set our boundaries. You know, well, initially it was what, what are we going to do and what are we not going to do? Mm-hmm. And we needed to take baby steps. So um so we, I don't know, we started out with, I think, BBC and like some voyeur, um, watching people have sex and then um, having sex in a room with other people and just kind of these baby steps. And it, it was a, definitely a progression and things changed along the way. And so you, I think you have to adapt, but you always need to talk to each other about if something's wrong, you got to stop and you got to, you know, have your talk and you know what? You don't have to do anything. That's Mm -hmm. not the, you know, like Gabe was saying the first time, I don't think, I think I 
I gave a you know somebody a BJ and was that the first time yeah. or yeah and I think um and I had my first BBC encounter but we had these high hopes and we were going to do this and that and oh my God. And, and we could have done it, right? I mean, it's all there for the taking. <laughs> it's beautiful. But then you kind of step back and go, we're making relationships with other people. We're making friends. We're hanging out with these great fun couples that, I mean, literally with the hotel takeover, we'd walk down the hall and we couldn't get two rooms before we were taking jello shots in somebody's room and doing somebody else something else in somebody else's room and meeting people. And it was, it's also, it's very exciting. It's very mm -hmm. fun. So keep your mind open, know what both of you are, you know, set your goal. It, it, we're just going to be here. We're not doing anything. Um, oh, you know, cause it took us a while to get to full swap. So I think as far as expectations go, um, just, uh, talk it out and, and start small. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, definitely. No, that's really, really good advice. I know you guys have a lot of other advice too. That's in your book. Um, so tell us a little bit about how people who are listening right now could get their dirty little hands on a copy. Ooh. Uh, it's available through uh, iBooks online, Barnes and Noble, a couple of the venues, Smashwords, but the best place to go to, if you, you know, to find all those is sexperiencethebook.com. So that's three X's, as in triple X, because mm -hmm. we're sex sexy, sexperiencethebook.com. Thebook.com. There you go. There, there you <laughs> yes. go. Yeah, um, you can get everything you need to know there. Pretty soon we'll be on up on SDC. I have a ManyVids site, ManyVids. It's sexy VIP Taylor. You can uh, pick it up there. And our, our emails directly. I don't know if you have our contact information, but or come to our book signings because I believe we are going to be. We'll be in LA um, the end of August, staying around uh, Universal City. We have a podcast with Christy Canyon, and then uh, the first weekend in or second weekend in September, September sixth through the eighth, we will be at Miami Exotica. So come come meet us, buy a book, you know, get it signed. We'd love to see you guys take a picture. We love sharing your story and we love educating. So don't hesitate. Oh, awesome. You guys, I'm so excited for you. This is amazing. Your book is great. You're both awesome. And I definitely look forward to uh, more chats like this in the future. <laughs> we love you, Lexi girl. We love spending time with you. A sexy honor to be here. <laughs> yeah. Sexy, yeah. sexy Lexi. <laughs> oh, thank you. Our pleasure. Thank you. thank you. And thank you to everybody for listening today. You can tune in on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America's Variety Channel for my next show. And you can stay up to date with my podcast. You can download and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. And don't forget, you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself to discover together and create moments at sdc.com. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver on SDC Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by sdc.com. 
Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. 